This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Everybody, this is Fresh Start coming to you live from the Golden Base Studio. I'm Pat. Thanks for joining me on this very chilly, chilly Friday morning. One degree when I was coming into the studio. Ooh. So, playing in the background, a bit of Bim Sherman and uh, Solid as a Rock. So, what we got in the show today? Uh, quite busy, actually. Quite busy. Between seven and eight, we'll be having a look at the news, of course. We'll uh, have a look at a bit of the world news and also what's happening across the region in uh, the top of the south, right the way from Marlborough across to here in Golden Bay. Uh, About 7.45, um, I'm going to be playing an interview with Joe Moyer from the Wellington band Hobnow. They're playing at the Boathouse tonight and over here in, Mus in the Muscle Inn tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, so that's about quarter to eight. We'll have a chat with Joe. She's the violin pl player from the band. Between eight and nine... Um, Yeah, we'll have a regular look at the, the GB Weekly, today's GB Weekly, see what's happening. Of course, it's Matariki, so there'll be quite a lot about uh, what's happening uh, for the Light Festival Matariki to, today in, and tomorrow in Golden Bay. Um, about ten past eight, I uh, have a chat with Cynthia McConville from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust. And she, she gives a lovely description of some of the social antics of our, our lovely little blue penguins and some of the threats that they're they're suffering as well so this is fresh start live from golden bay i'm pat cold outside beautiful though such beautiful stars and clear frost on the car this morning uh, light traffic looks like we're going to have a fairly good weekend it's going to be chilly though 
I saw the forecast and they're talking about snow showers over the Kaharangi. If it's sunny as well, we'll get some lovely visuals looking up into the mountains. So let's listen to Bim Sherman and Solid as a Rock.
Lovely track there from Sally Niolo. And prior to that, we had a track by Shake Low. Uh, interestingly, I, I found that CD, uh, The Beginner's Guide to Africa, up at the Takaka Resource Recycling Centre, uh, commonly known as the dump or the tip. Um, and there is a note in from TDC today um, about the, the Takaka Resource Recovery Centre center and the safety disposal of batteries because there was a fire there on monday and they think it was caused by people putting batteries into the waste stream and it went into the crusher and uh yeah, it burst into flames and and uh, a full emergency crew came out and they had to call out their specialist hazardous materials unit from nelson to help and uh, yeah, they think it was caused by people not disposing correctly of batteries. So there's a big call out from uh, Tasman District Council's waste management team leader, David Stevenson, t- who says dumping of old batteries is, in- is an increasing problem across the region. Um, the resource recovery centres are equipped to receive batteries for correct disposals and old cell phones can be returned to retailers. And David says it's vital that people think about how they get rid of their electronic waste and keep batteries out of the bins, as they can burst into flames, as they did last Monday. Ah, interesting, that. So it's always such a hub of activity up at the dump. It's, it's, oh, you never know what you're going to find, including that. uh, It's a triple CD, Beginner's Guide to Africa, and we had a couple of tracks from that just now. So... uh, Continuing on the music line, bit of magic fashique and promised land now.
stars and praise to the most high. Ooh yeah, ooh yeah, ooh yeah, ooh yeah. Magic Fashik there and uh, Promised Land. Let's have a quick look at the Manchester Guardian and some international news. It's July the 9th and uh, the main headland in the Guardian is the murder of the president of Haiti. And the country is reeling from the murder uh, of their president as the police hunt the assassins. And there's a two-week state of emergency declared. Um, and then going down, there's a bit of... Oh, well, a big article about Euro 2020, as you'd expect. Um, lots of fans are from England, looking very jubilant. But it looks like England is also going to become under censure from UEFA because somebody was painted, uh, pointing a laser at Kasper Schmeichel, the, the, the Danish goalkeeper, when the penalty was taken. So that's pretty horrendous that somebody should do that. Uh, takes the edge off the game, really, when that sort of thing happens. Continuing on the sporting line in coronavirus, the Tokyo Olympics are to be held without spectators. Looks like some sense has been come to with that decision. I think it was expected, but uh, no spectators at the Olympics this, this time. It's always good to scroll down and see what's happening in New Zealand from the perspective of the Manchester Guardian. Um, and there's a number of articles there, including our, our kids falling ill uh, in high numbers due to the COVID immunity debt. This is the respiratory virus that's causing a lot of our infants to become un very unwell. Sad story that, but uh, partly as a cause to uh, lack of immunity because we, we've kept so safe over the last 18 months or so. Then there's a picture of one of our glaciers uh, with a with a, the headline, we need to become the solution. The older New, Zealand's, uh, New Zealanders join the climate change fight. Yeah, we went to, we went to the glaciers last, last year and it's incredible how quickly they are receding. And then there's a picture of Prime Minister, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern talking about COVID and New Zealand not willing to risk UK-style live-with-COVID policy. And I think that's a wise decision as well. As, uh, as the UK goes back to normal, as their Prime Minister says, as there are, are increasing numbers of uh, Delta variant cases. So it's a bit of a risky strategy, I think, in the UK. So I'm pleased that uh, our Prime Minister is, is taking a different tack. 
Always interesting having a look at the Manchester Guardian and seeing what they say about New Zealand Aotearoa. There's this whole section there. Okay, and we're going to play a bit more music now. 50 years this week, um, Jim Morrison of The Doors passed away, so I thought we should play a, uh, a track from, from The Doors. So this is Riders of the Storm.
Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And actor out alone Riders on the storm of the storm there from the doors and Jim Jim Morrison on on vocals of course who passed away 50 years ago this week so let's have a look at some local news and it's a bit dominated by water but there is one one note out from Marlborough District Council about the East Coast Vehicle Bylaw Review Um, so Marlborough Council councillors voted unanimously today to move forward and open submissions on 15th of July for the draft East Coast Beach Vehicle Bylaw. The draft proposes to prohibit motor vehicles on the beach between the Awatari and Waima river mouths, with a few exceptions. This option will improve public safety and enable habitat res- restoration and protection of the area's many threatened and at-risk species. And this has come about um, as a consequence of the Kaikoura um, earthquake and the uplifting of the coastline and it's exposed so much more coastline uh, and it's made it much more accessible and uh, there's lots and lots more people going onto the the foreshore there including on, on with their cars so there's a review of that uh, bylaw um, and you can make public submissions through their, their website marlborough.govt.nz and most of the other news is all about water. And I don't know whether it's a consequence of the government's um, three water reform proposals, um, where they, um, they're they proposing to take away most of the responsibilities for uh, drinking water, stormwater and wastewater from local authorities and, and, play, and create, I think it's four inter- regional authorities to strategically manage water 
but yeah, there's, there's quite a flurry of, of of press releases, media releases from both Marlborough and Tasman. Uh, Tasman putting out the results of a water survey that they have undertaken. Key key findings were that um, the residents appreciate the fragility of our water supplies, are willing to take steps to conserve water, underestimate their own consumption of water, and as and as well as the costs. But they don't want to pay any more for the water. Uh, the, the people underestimate the risks of the water supply. And uh, they underestimate how essential fresh water is to business. And I think there's also a growing understanding that our water supply is at risk due to climate change. If we're going to get much more variability, um, both in terms of drought and in terms of flood uh, and torrential rain. And, and we see that, don't we? We see that in our own lives and, and living on a rural property. We're particularly uh, aware of, of, of that as we've got a rainwater supply. So when we have a drought, we, we, uh, we run out of water. And when it floods, it, there's water everywhere. And it's interesting, isn't it, that at this particular time when the, uh, when the government is, is, is um, looking to reform the water infrastructure... Um, and take away the responsibilities from government, we get a flurry of activity from the councils, uh, including one from TDC headlined, Millions Spent on Drinking Water Improvements in Tasman, uh, where they, they're, they're, they're talking about $7.5 million being invested in significant upgrades to, of water treatment plants to improve drinking water quality across Tasman District. Five major projects due to start at Dovedale, Pohara, Brightwater, Wakefield and Motueka over the next month so that's all good i mean the, one of the worrying things i found was um a line down the bottom of the the media release saying motueka's new 2.5 million dollar water treatment facility at parker street will be able to pr- provide water which meets the new zealand drinking water standards regarding protozoa and bacteria removal and the implication for me is that that's not been happening in the past, which is, again, a bit worrying. Anyway, it's good that that council is in investing in drinking water, but it's interesting also that they're putting out these media releases at a time of major reform in the uh, su- suggested by, by the central government. And over in Marlborough, the mayor, uh, John Leggett, uh, Mar- mayor of Marlborough, has put out a media release um it's yeah it's just him his opinion as to um what he reflects on the government's three water proposals and he ends by saying at this stage we have an opt-out option personally speaking i think that option needs full consideration so i guess we can read into that what uh what mayor john leggett thinks about the three water proposals but isn't it interesting that we get lots of media releases at a time when the government is suggesting lots of media releases from local authorities at a time when the government, the central government, is considering reforming it. Anyway, moving on, a Wellington band Hobnail are playing at the Boathouse in Nelson tonight. And earlier in the week, I managed to keep... Oh, and oh, mustn't forget they're also playing over here at the Muscle Inn tomorrow night. Um, so Boathouse tonight in Nelson uh, and Muscle Inn tomorrow night, Saturday uh yeah in golden bay here but earlier in the week i had a chat with their violin player joe moyer 
uh, and here it is. And after that, we'll 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 play one of their tracks. Okay, so thanks for talking with us, with us, Joe. Um, I'm glad it looks like you're going to be able to get down to the Nelson region and play. It must have been a bit uh, scary up in Wellington with the move to level two and the risk of it getting worse. Yeah, it really was. It was, I think, you know, really looking like we've dodged a bullet for certain. It was, yeah, it's a scary situation, definitely. We we were delighted to go back to level one and know that we could... Well, I think the whole country of the whole country was, you know, it does feel as though we really did dodge it this time. Oh, I certainly hope so. You know, yeah. I think everyone's still a little bit nervous about it. It's such a terrible situation. I had to get my first COVID test because I got a cold that week. Oh yes, yeah, I've had one of those. Through the airport, so <laughs> not that pleasant. <laughs> not nice. Not nice. No. But anyway, you've got to do it though. That's yes, you yeah, do. Yeah. So Hob now yeah. they're coming to the region. Got two gigs. One at the Boathouse in Nelson. Two of our favourite, favourite venues. Oh, how lovely. Oh, we love it down there. I think we, we usually come down at about this time every year. We absolutely love it. So Friday night is at the Boathouse in Nelson and then Saturday over at the beautiful um, Muscle in Mutakaka. So, yeah, we're very excited about that. We, we It's a great trip. They're both iconic venues. They really have got character, <laughs> haven't they? Oh, just just amazing you know both of them are very different obviously yep. but but yeah beautiful venues great people you know yeah. so we, we we love this particular trip it's we, we look forward to it all year so what can people expect from hob now oh you can expect to have a lovely dancing fun friendly time so we are we're a grown-up band we've been playing together for a very long time um we're um 20 odd yeah. 25 25 plus years yeah, no, isn't it crazy? Wow. So, although, um, yeah, so yes, we have the band. Um, Rob and I started the band together, um, yeah, twenty five plus years ago, um, and Hamish joined very shortly after that. Caroline's been with us for a very long time too, so she's been with us, um, I think, maybe nineteen years or so. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we've been together for a very long time, um, and yeah, we so we our music is sort of based on sort of that sort of folk rock sort of style with um obviously i play violin um yeah. and um so it, it is sort of with the drums and bass so it's sort of dance fun upbeat music we've got some lovely lovely songs as well um rob's a fantastic songwriter so we've got quite a range of different songs but certainly sort of toe tapping dance dance worthy yeah a bit of a range really great fun I'm intrigued by the name as well, Hobnail, because I always sort of think of Hobnail Boots, and I think the band was called Hobnail Boots for a while. It was. It was called Hobnail Boots for a long time, um, and the name came from... I just love that idea of... Um, it, was, it actually came from a story that my, my dad used to tell us, you know, um, about um, a great-grandfather who'd come to New Zealand, and all he had was a pair of Hobnail Boots. It was the only thing he brought with him. He had like I don't know, some tiny amount of money in his pocket and a pair of hobnail boots. And it was kind of I don't know. So I just we, we like that idea as you know, good pair of boots is all you really need. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where the name came from, and it was hobnail boots for a long time. But it, it just got to be a bit of a mouthful and yep. hard to fit on the poster easily. Yeah. So it got it got reduced to hobnail. I don't know, maybe ten years ago or so. Yeah. I used to have a pair of hobnail boots. 
Really? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I haven't used the word or heard the word for for years and years. And then I I saw that you were coming here and I thought, actually, I was about 16 years. And it was a few years ago now. I had a pair of hobnail boots, work boots, and they had the studs. And they they even had the bit of the horseshoe at the back to protect the hill. It just brought it all back. (laughs) I haven't, I, know, I haven't thought about that for, oh, I don't know, yeah, many, many yeah, years. No, I've never owned any. I don't think they'd be very good for your floor. They'd need to be outside. They're definitely outside work, walking in the hills. I think, I think originally they were up in Scotland, weren't they? So I don't know whether you, you, so, yeah. your, your family's from Scotland, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's where they originate. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's uh, just go over the dates again. So Friday... 8 p.m. at the Boathouse. Yes, that's right. So, uh, yep. And then Saturday, yep. the 10th of July, 8 p.m. at the Muscle Inn in Onikaka. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure those times are right. You know, I really should have looked it up before I spoke to you, but I didn't. But, but yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that sounds about right. That's, uh, yeah, definitely. But, yep. Friday night at Boathouse in Nelson and Saturday in, in, at the Muscle Inn. Yeah, it's well. beautiful Muscle Inn. Cannot wait to get to the Muscle Inn. Oh, some and, nice beers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, well, they're both great venues, and, and even, even if I've got the times wrong, it's good to get there early and, and oh, enjoy absolutely. the ambience and the food and, and the drink there. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great trip, and, um, yeah, we... Uh, We've got, we're lucky we've got a new bass player, actually. The wonderful, wonderful Murray Costello um, is joining us on bass. um, And he's he's great. We've known Murray for a very long time. But he's he's the new addition to Hobnail, which is great because it sort of frees beautiful Hamish up to be a little bit more able to play, you know, play a range of things and and move move the instrumentation around a little bit. So it's going to be great. We're really, really looking forward to it, so... Yeah, get down there. Good. It's going to be a full sound then with the five-piece band. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Lots of harmonies, lots of um, different instruments. So we've got sort of mandola and violin and and um, guitars and things as well, but yeah, bass and drums, so it's pretty full sound for sure. Thank you very much, Joe. Hey, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much for having me on. So that was Joe Moyer from the band Hobnail, and they are playing tonight at... The Boathouse in Nelson, I think from 8 o'clock. And then they're over here in Golden Bay tomorrow, Saturday, the 10th of July at the Muscle Inn. Couples on the dance floor Come on, we all know what we're here for Bob and turn down the lights Come on and turn them down the way Now pour me a couple shots of old crow Yeah, the I let my head go I love the Friday night since the band started playing I can't hear a word you're saying But I sure like the way you're swinging In time with the song Girl, I've known you such a long time 
But tonight you're looking so fine Yeah, I wanna make you all mine Cause that's where I belong Because you know Sinking in the deep end When I'm spinning in the tide end You always know just what to do In the middle of disaster Where you can always find a laughter So clear and ever after I just want to be with you Because you know To end because you know what we like. We like the silent string things with the fiddles, mandolins, and steel guitars. We like the songs I will play, songs and play, songs and play on your heart string. Hobnow and a track called String Things. And uh, yeah, just a f- another reminder, they're playing tonight at the Boathouse in Nelson and here in Golden Bay at the Muscle Inn tomorrow night. Uh, go and uh, have a good night out with them. 
Okay, you're listening to Fresh FM, just turned eight o'clock on uh, Friday the 9th of July. Uh, yeah, this is Fresh FM. We broadcast across the top of the South Island. And here's our frequencies in Blenheim on 88.9, Nelson Tasman District on 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay on 95, and Nelson City on 107.2. And to the rest of the planet through our website, Fresh FM. Net. And uh, don't forget the Access Internet Radio app. You can download that and listen to Fresh FM and the other community access radio stations through that app as well. Morena, I'm Pat. Thanks for joining me. This is Fresh Start coming to you live from the Golden Bay studio here in Tarkaka. What's going to be happening before nine o'clock? So in about 10 minutes' time, uh, I'm going to be talking with Cynthia McConville, who is from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust, and a fascinating conversation we've had. Um, that's about in about 10 minutes. And then I'll be having a regular look at today's GB Weekly uh, and what's coming up, because it's Matariki. So there'll be quite a lot about that. Yep, looks like it's going to be a good weekend beautiful day enjoy a uh, bit of self-indulgence here really with this track uh, this is the jam <laughs>
morning rain With a dollar in my hand Leaking in my heart In my pockets full of sand I'm a long way from home Lord, I miss my loved ones so In the early morning rain With no place to go Out on runway number nine 707 set to go But I'm stuck here on the ground Where the cold wind blows Now the liquor tasted good And the women all fast There she goes, my friend She be rolling now at last Hear the mighty engines roar See the silver bird on high She's away and westward bound Far above the clouds she'll fly Where the morning rain don't fall And the sun always shines She'll be flying over my home In about three hours time This old airport's got me down It's no Good to me Cause I'm stuck here On the ground Cold and drunk as I can be You can't jump a jet plane Like you can a freight train So I'd best be on my way My, how people mellow. Paul Weller there and early morning rain. In, and prior to that, of course, Paul Weller and the jam and a town like Malice. So earlier on in the week, I caught up with Cynthia McConville from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust. Thanks for coming in, Cynthia. Perhaps you can just start by explaining what the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust is about. Okay, Patrick. Uh, good morning. 
The Mohua Blue Penguin Trust was formed almost two years ago after the death of seven little blue penguins at Rangata that were killed by a dog. I remember uh, that. I re- that was yeah. so sad, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, it broke my heart, actually. And I felt I had to do something about it. Uh, local extinction of a species like little blue penguins is a reality. So if we don't put something together to work to protect these birds, then that's what can happen. Uh, So the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust was formed and I had to find trustees to come along and support that. We formed the trust for protection of the species and also for protection of their habitat. And it started by doing a survey just in Rangihata. Later that survey was followed by a survey from Wainui Headland right the way through to Puponga, uh, when we found 320 nesting sites. That's fantastic, isn't it? When I heard those numbers, I was quite surprised. I didn't think there were so many uh, blue penguins here in Golden Bay. Uh, I always assumed that there was, oh yeah, there's a few here, and perhaps on the fringe of their range. There's actually more here than I thought. Was it something that surprised you? It did, although I want to say that Probably years ago, there would have been thousands of penguins in Golden Bay. And now we're probably looking at under 1,000. We don't have exact numbers yet. At the port, we've just recently microchipped 193 penguins. So that area is really a significant area. Mm -hmm. So that's Port Tarakoe, and I remember for the first time seeing a a blue penguin live, because I have seen them dead on the beach, when we went down there and we looked at the nesting boxes on the the port arm there, and inside there was some... I think they weren't quite on the egg, but they were preparing the nest box. So this is probably a whole year ago, because it's nesting time again now? It is. Uh, In fact, we had our first egg laid yesterday, so it's a really (laughs) exciting time for us. Um, A little bit earlier than last year. Last year it was mid-July. So uh, we've got our, we call our number one penguin, Casanova. (laughs) And uh, he's had three girlfriends in his nesting box (laughs) over the last month or so. Uh, But anyway, Casanova is a (laughs) father-to-be. Oh, that's, that's great news because there's been a lot of work done down at Tarakoe. Um, to improve the habitat, increase the number of nesting boxes. And I think there are, there are different sorts of nesting boxes there now as well, aren't they? More there a- are. appropriate? Yes, we have what we call research boxes, uh, and that enables us to lift the lid and to look inside and find out what's happening with yeah. our penguins. So we're monitoring them for absence, for presence, for eggs, for chicks, for molting, for fledging, so that we can get the information we need. Because you cannot protect a species unless you know everything about mm. them. Mm. It's quite interesting, all of that, because it's, it's not just good enough to provide a nesting box you also need to understand where they feed because there's, there's no point um, giving them a great place to nest if we destroy their habitat, their feeding habitat. We have a lot of anecdotal evidence about them feeding at the mussel farms, 
But what right. we need is the scientific evidence to back that up. So this winter, in August, we'll be putting trackers on 26 penguins at the port. Oh, interesting. Yes, and we've uh, downloaded GPS software, so we've got <laughs> all of the AMAs marked there. Oh. Those are the you know marine areas. Yeah. Some of them will have mussels, some will be empty space. So we'll be able to watch where our penguins are going and what they're doing. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that is so important, isn't it, to have mm. that sort of basic knowledge of the lifestyle of the bird if we're going to be able to help protect them. Definitely. I mean, knowing where they go and what they do, um, that's, that's really important. Mm. I'm talking to Cynthia McConville from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust, and we're going to have a bit of a break now. Uh, Cynthia's chosen a track for us to listen to this is Cindy Lauper and uh, Time After Time there's probably a story attached to that isn't there Cynthia I might ask, uh, I might ask you about that after the music Time 
you're listening to Fresh FM, Fresh Start from Golden Bay, and that was uh, Cindy Loper and Time After Time, chosen by my guest, Cynthia McConville, from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust. I'm sure there's a story attached to that, Cynthia, or is it just, just one of those songs that's from your past? It's just one of those songs that's always stayed with me. I, I was a big Cindy Lauper fan uh, when she was current. Yeah, it's a great song. It's, mm. it's uh, lasted the test of time. So we're going to continue talking a bit about the Golden Bay Mohua uh, Blue Penguin Trust. Exactly what sort of support do you need from people in Golden Bay, but equally in other parts of uh, Nelson Tasman where there are blue penguins? What can people do to help protect this, this, this beautiful bird? Patrick, there's a lot they can do. Um, first of all, I'd say if you find a dead penguin on the beach, please contact the trust straight away. Uh, we measure their flipper length, we weigh them, uh, we look for their body condition when we do that. We want to know why they die, because unless we understand uh, why they die, we can't protect them. We hold a mortality database and we record every death uh, of penguins that we're notified about. In mm. terms of other help, volunteering, uh, we always need help with our penguins, not directly working with them because that's a trained position, but um, like yourself, Patrick, coming down and installing nesting boxes, uh, that's work that people can help us with. We also need money. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a big one. You're you're a charitable trust, aren't you? We are. We're yeah. a registered charitable trust, so anything donated to the trust is tax deductible. Yeah. And I do spend a lot of my time trying to raise funds mm. for the work that we have to do. Mm. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go on and you can like our Facebook page, and you'll see a lot of video and photos there uh, that you can learn about our penguins here. We also have a penguin e-letter that's sent out monthly and we're very happy for you if you want to have your name put on the database and you know read mm. about what's happening currently with our penguins. We both live in, in the similar part of Golden Bay on, on Wangi Hayata. Mm. Um, and I know from, for me there's occasionally, and I refer back to the death of seven seven penguins a few years ago by dogs one of the things people can do is actually be much more aware of the impact of their dogs on well all seabirds not mm. just blue penguins when when they take their dogs out so we're not sort of advocating don't take your dogs on the beach but just be aware of the impact on wildlife when you do take your dogs Mm. It's important really that they keep dogs away from vegetation on the shoreline. Uh, we have a lot of penguins living in cutty grass or in sandburrows right on the beach itself. And the other thing is dogs at night. If you live near the beach, please restrain your dog at night or keep it inside the house because this is when our penguins are active on the beach. Mm. And uh, when I say active, I mean they actually socialise and chicks come out of their nests, you know, to meet other chicks and wow. to greet their parents when they come huh? home with the food. So they're sociable animals as well, social animals. Oh, very. <laughs> wow. Yes, it's one of the reasons that we want to fence off the Western Arm at the port because 
the path that runs down between mm. the nesting boxes is actually a socialisation area. Right. Uh, so chicks are coming out of their nesting boxes and meeting one another. They'll chase any adult that comes home <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> looking for food. Um, and it's also where you know, the adults mate and meet one another and decide who they're going to go home oh. with that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny, how funny. Yeah. And, of course, there must be a role for coastal landowners. Definitely. Um, if you're doing any coastal work, particularly, um, you know, right on the shoreline itself, please notify us or notify the Tasman District Council uh, because the work you do needs to be very well-timed uh, really needs to take place after the molting season when our penguins are out at sea for you know several weeks at a time and mm. you can be fairly certain if you do it then that you're not going to damage um, any burrows or you know damage uh, habitats such as rock walls mm. which is favourite place for our penguins to live. Yeah. What time of year is that, the molting season? They start quite early here, December, January. Right. Some go into early February, uh, so we encourage people if they're doing coastal work to undertake it in February and March, mm. and then in April our penguins are starting to come back after the molt. Uh, they're looking for nesting spots. They're also, you know, early decorating, mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's the males who will pull flax around and bits of towel potter and try to impress. The women. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're painting a lovely picture of the social life of the of the little blue penguin, uh, with their antics at, in the evening, with their socialising, their decorating of the nest, their courting of each other. Th thanks so much for sharing your knowledge about the little blue, blue penguins. I do want to talk briefly, though, about the Golden Bay Weekly Nature Diary that you do, uh, and and if we just talk about that because you. Mm. Talk about the last one where you talked about the Tui because we both have similar stories about the antics of the Tui, another, mm. another of our really iconic Kiwi birds because of its territoriality. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm often motivated to write um, my nature diary by what I actually see, what's in front of me. Yeah. And, you know, recently just watching yeah. <laughs> who I call Mr. Bossy Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those in our garden as well. One or two, actually, probably. Yeah. yeah. They're very defensive of their food yeah. territory. Yeah. Very. For, for us, it's a banksia tree that's in flower uh, and it's near our chicken run. And, of course, when you're feeding the chickens, you get a flock of sparrows waiting for the scraps. And, of course, the, the tui chases the sparrows around the chicken run thinking that the sparrows are are going to be wanting to eat mm. the banksia flower the nectar of course they're not but it's it's incredible aerial acrobatics from mm. from the tui oh mm. yes I, I mean i described it as being like fighter pilots i think <laughs> <laughs> you know we had a poor old kiriru in the tagasasti a couple yeah. of days ago and i mean the tui doesn't eat the tagasasti but it was probably 20 meters away from the sugar water yeah and you know bombing it just straight down at the Kiriru and oh. the poor old Kiriru took flight <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read those uh, that nature diary every every week in the no, GB once Weekly once a month once a month yeah. in the GB Weekly yeah. uh, really interesting 
we're, we're running out of time Cynthia mm. and, and I did want to talk with you about your role with Forest and Bird but maybe we'll get you back to talk about that I'd love to do that okay well, thank you very much that's Cynthia McConville from the Wahua Blue Penguin Trust and yeah thanks to Cynthia for coming in and sharing that it was really good and if you do want to get involved with the trust it's probably easier just to find out through their website which is goldenbaypenguins.org.nz and uh, yeah we're going to play a bit of music now this is from uh, a pseudonymous UK band uh, called Salt um, I had to look up what that meant um, and, and basically this band doesn't really promote itself it's got some wonderful music but you don't know who the musicians are you don't really know anything about them uh, but yeah uh, it's good music anyway uh, i'm going to play this for uh, our neighbors here at fresh fm which is golden kids the kindergarten next door because they want a big shout out <laughs> and uh we're going to try and uh, have a chat with 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 somebody from from golden kids at some point maybe we'll get some of the kids around here so they can have a bit of a visit to fresh fm so this is a track called uh let me go from the band called salt
so let's uh, salt and a track called let me go uh, so let's have a look at the golden bay weekly the gb weekly for today friday the 9th of july what have we got on the front page let me have a look i'm going to zoom in a bit so my eyes can see it if you want to find out what's on in golden bay gb weekly is the place to go uh pick up a paper or go to their website gbweekly.co.nz and on the front page there's a picture of some very happy looking people and the headline is building a new community building houses and a community future building a building houses and a community future residents and organizers of the Tarkaka co-housing neighborhood and i think they've already sold 20 or so of the uh sites at the co-housing development on mahana street so that's all very exciting for them uh, also on the front page um there's there's um uh, an article submitted by tasman district council uh in favor of commissioning an independent investigation on the waimea dam uh, to its purpose to review and comment on the quality of advice and background information provided to council leading up to the decision to go ahead with the dam and that story will go on and on and on but uh, yeah full details of that uh, on the front page of the gb weekly and there's it's quite a big article on the co-housing uh, development which is an exciting initiative here in golden bay Okay, I'm going to play another track, and whilst that is playing, I'm going to have a look and see what's inside the GB Weekly. Uh, next track, uh, another new one for me. This is uh, Corey Hansen and a track called Angeles. Angelis 
Corey Hansen and a track called Angelis. Uh, yeah, it gave me a chance to have a look in the GB Weekly. And I've just got to focus really on uh, Matariki because there's quite a lot going on uh, in celebration of Matariki here in Golden Bay. Uh, some of it's already happened, um, and there's some lovely pictures of kids from Collingwood Area School celebrating Matariki, um, including doing some weaving and playing the flute. Uh, looks really good and that's a, a school event organised uh, by Collingwood Area School uh, and uh, with representatives also from Mana Whenua Kimohua there so that's a, a great day that looks looks like they're having a lot of fun and of course it, this weekend it is Golden Bay Light Festival Matariki 2021 uh, and there's lots going on to Today, starting at 5.30 with the Dance Collective, Mohoa Dance, um, followed by at 5.35 by a lantern parade through the, through, uh, the, the commercial street. Um, there's a formal welcome by Mana Whenua Ki Mohoa. We've got Kapahaka going on. Um, and then there's music, um, Araya and Dylan, a duet. We've got some singers. There's a fire show. The brass ensemble ensemble play at 7:15. There's another fire show at 7:30. Frenchie, Frenchie and Leo fire show. We've got some bubble magic and the final fire show at eight o'clock. And then uh, disco glow party time. So it's pretty full on evening here for Matariki uh, in Golden Bay tonight, starting at 5:30, going on. 
<coughs> excuse me, probably to quite late. And on Saturday, tomorrow, uh, on the Village Green, there's a glow zone from 5.30 to 9pm. Um, and at the War Memorial Park, the project performances at 6 and 7. Um, uh, with an interactive zone till 9 o'clock. So, pretty busy weekend, especially tonight. If you're over in Golden Bay, check out the, the Matariki 2021 programme. Golden Bay Light Festival, the Lantern Parade should be lovely as well. That's at 5.35, so try and get along to that. Okay, so there's probably lots more going on over the weekend in Golden Bay, so whilst I find out what is happening, we'll have another bit of music. This is Charles Lloyd and a track called Anthem.
Lloyd there and the Marvels and a, and a track called Anthem and a lovely sound it was too. This is Fresh FM, Fresh Start coming to you live from Golden Bay, Morena. I'm Pat. Uh, just been looking at the GB Weekly, see what's on the upcoming events. But before we do that, I, you know, I have to I have to do the the proud dad because there's a picture of the Shield Maidens in action. Um, and it's a picture of, of my daughter, Jess. And uh, she was one of the strikers for the, the Shield Maidens last week when they took on the, the Motueka Angels. Great game, two all. A good, good battle. A uh, really nice day uh, for, the, uh, for the school. And there's a picture of Jess and the Mott, um, the Mott goalkeeper. And I think the Mott goalkeeper just about saved that. Uh, but yeah, really good. And they're in action again this weekend. I think they're over in Waimea, the Shield Maidens. And there's a full full programme of football, both soccer and rugby. Looking at the upcoming events, looks like there's especially... Uh, yep, there's juniors, youth, women and men playing. Uh, 
fixtures for the Golden Bay Football Club and it looks like it's just the youngsters playing uh, rugby uh, with the Takaka Rugby Football Club. But good to see everybody out on the field uh, and I hope it all goes well for whoever is playing. What else is happening? We've already talked about Matariki, so what else is happening in Golden Bay? Um, the Village Theatre has a full programme of movies over the weekend. Uh, on tonight, Spirit Untamed at 4.30 in the Heights, Moonbound. Yep, full programme. Dream Horse on Saturday. Percy versus Goliath on Sunday. Always an enjoyable evening if, or day event if you go to uh, the Village Theatre. Have a cup of tea, sit on the sofa, watch the movie. The U3A, United, uh, University of the Third Age, are welcoming Bevan C. Grant, emeritus, emeritus professor who will present Living Forever or Die Trying, covering some of the social, economic, cultural and political and personal ramifications of a steadily increasing older New Zealand population. That's at the Senior Citizen Hall, uh, Friday the 23rd of July at 10.30am. All welcome. Uh, the Muscle Inn, of course, has got Hobnail t- uh, Saturday um, playing. Uh, and on the 15th, it's Quiz Night. Thursday the 15th, it's Quiz Night. On the Matariki th- theme as well, tonight at the Roots Bar, as uh, Matariki and Golden Bay Arts Council karaoke evening. Uh, so that should be fun as well. And I just want to focus on something that's coming up because there's a, there's a play coming on up at the Playhouse a bit later on, 28th, 29th of July, going on through to the 7th of August, The Raft by Carl Nixon, directed and produced by Zara Levanchi. A strong, bold drama that gets to the emotional heart of a family dealing with deep personal a deep personal tragedy. So if you like a bit of live theatre, uh, later on in the month and going into August, the raft at the, up at the Playhouse. Uh, tickets are available, I think, through uh, Stitch and Sew. Yep, tickets available through Stitch and Sew. OK, so this is the GB Weekly for... Today, Friday the 9th of July. We're going to have a bit more music now. Uh, We're going to play another oldie, another favourite of mine. This is The Stranglers. Shakespeare rose They watch their own man 
What a finish. No more heroes from the Stranglers. Uh, and that's about it for today. Uh, this is Fresh FM. Fresh start coming to you live from Golden Bay. Uh, I'm Pat. Thanks for listening to me. I would like to thank Cynthia from C- Cynthia McConville from the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust for, for talking to us. Really interesting talk. Thank you, Cynthia. And if you would like to find out more about the Mohua Blue Penguin Trust, Go to their website, goldenbaypenguins.org.nz. Don't forget Hobnail. Wellington Band are playing at the Boathouse tonight in Nelson. And they're over here in the Muscle Inn at the Muscle Inn tomorrow night. I think both shows start at 8 o'clock. So, uh, yep, sounds like it's going to be a pretty full sound, fully li- pretty lively. Uh, and a good night out, whether you're in Nelson at the, Hob- at the Boathouse or over here in the Muscle Inn. Next up is the BBC World News at 9 o'clock. Hope you've enjoyed the programme. We're going to be playing out with a trap, a trap, a track from Yasmin Williams called Urban Driftwood. It's Friday the 9th of July. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now.
thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.